0: February 23rd, 2023. We're continuing in Masechit Berachot, and we're at the Mishnah, at the bottom of the Amud. It's eight lines from the t- bottom, uh, right in the middle. The Mishnah is a well-known one to many of us. The statement here in the Mishnah is that we mention Yisya uh, Mishraim at night, which of course is a reference to saying as the last passage of Kiryat Shema. The Hidush that we say it at night, and not only during the morning, as Rashi points out, is that Kiryat um, Shema, uh, that last segment, Vayomer, really is what we call the Parashat Tzitzit. And Parashat which is mentioned several times, it's a passage from the end of Parashat Shelach in the Torah, is relevant specifically and only during the daytime. The pasuk, after all, says, and The pasuk talks about seeing the sissit. As a result, our understanding is that sissit, zemana In turn, why should we be mentioning this passage, which is relevant to mitzvot, a mitzvah specifically of daytime, at night? But the statement nonetheless is we do it because of the Yisiyah Misraim reference, which ultimately speaking we understood is one of the main reasons why it's being mentioned at all as part of Kiryat Shema. i right, not saying why are we saying sittis saying why are we doing. Kiryat time? That's right. Is also mentioned. Correct, but again, the impetus to not say it would have been because of sittis. The but reason why we p- do also say it. is Yisiah Misraim says the Gemara says the Mishnah onward Amar Bil Azar Azaria Hare ani keben Shivrim Shana v'lo zachiti she te amir Yisiah Misraim ad she bin Zoma. The statement here of Rabbi Azab bin Azariah is that I'm almost like 70 years old. It's a reference to the Gemara later on on Daf Kafhet Amud Aleph where the Gemara describes how Rabbi Azab bin Azariah was appointed the Nasi, he was leading the congregation and the academy at a young age and in order to give him a certain honor um, he had a physical change to his complexion in terms of his beard, in terms of his loss of hair, uh, according to uh, an interpretation of that Gemara. The result, uh, in turn, is that and Azariah expresses about himself, listen, it's almost as if I'm 70 years old. No, he wasn't actually, but it's an expression. Um, and he says, furthermore, but I wasn't. I didn't merit uh, for Vayomer to be established as part of Kiryat Shema. The way some of the Mephashim interpret this Mishnah is that Bilazab and Azariah <coughs> is hinting with those words to the fact that he always wanted it to be so. He didn't merit. He wanted Yitzhia time to be mentioned as part of Kiryat Shema, this Vayomer passage, but he wasn't. He didn't merit in winning that debate, that battle against his colleagues, against the Chachamim, in establishing it as part of Kiryat Shema. Ad ben Zoma, until ben Zoma. Sounds like a contemporary uh, rabbi from that time period was able to be doresh and interpret and extrapolate this law from the Pesukim. Parenthetically, with regards to the aging um, um, externals of Rabbi L'Aza ben Azariah, Harambam and his perusha mishnayot suggest this wasn't per se miraculous. It was alternatively a result of um, the stress of serious diligent study of Torah, a lack of sleep, a constant thought on it, involvement, the uh the anxiety that gets uh, as a part of it, so it took a physical appearance that uh, that that in turn developed in Rabbi ben Azariah, and that's why he had this appearance of an old man. Regardless, what was that dirashah Ben Zoma? Again, some sort of interpretation to the pesukim, which will render Yitziat Mitzrayim vayomer as appropriate to be said not only during the morning but necessary to say at night as well. What's that derashah? Sheneimar l'malantizkoret yom seydechameres Mitzrayim kol hayecha. Pasuk says, so that you'll remember, Yitzhah time all of the days of your life. Instead of just saying the days of your life, that extra word kol, all the days of your life, is in Ben Zoma's eyes a marker, an indicator, yemei hayecha. Had it just said the days of your life, I'd say that's ha that's the days, that's the yamin, yemei hayecha. What's kol yemei hayecha, all the days? It's coming to include something beyond night, elu, Hale, excuse me, Halelot. That's a reference to the night. So that's the Ben Zoma seeming winning argument that Yitzchak Mitzrayim is not only appropriate but necessary. It's a mitzvah to be said at night. Kol Yemei hayecha. How do the Chachamim? How did the Chachamim respond to Ben Zoma? Chachamim Omrim Yemei Hayecha Hal Kol leHavil leMotam the uh, uh, the counter of the Hachamim is Yemei will teach me in this world. Kol Yemei means even in a world to come. The significance of that will be uh, um, implied in the Gemara. That even in a world to come where miracles of Olam, of God will be manifested in a way that we imagine will be greater than even Yisya Misraim, you'll nonetheless then still be remembering, mentioning, and mandated to remember and mention Yisya Rahim. Even if it's going to surpass whatever God does then, the magnitude, the greatness of Yisya Misraim, you'll still be mentioning Yisya Rahim. So that's a that's a significant Rashab the Hachamim in that respect. Tanya says I have a beraita. I, it should be mentioned, by the way, that Harambam does not mention, does not mention this mitzvot. Well, I we'll talk about this on, on another occasion. There's, there's much to be said about how Harambam qualifies and counts the mitzvot um, with regards to zikirat yitzhiyam and sipuri yitzhiyam uh, which we can maybe address this at a later point in our Masichit, but it should already be mentioned. The Haram has an interesting articulation with questions that beg themselves in those contexts. Says the Gemara Tanya, the Beraita, had the following statement: ben Zoma, ben Zoma, who was duking it out at the end of our Mishnah with the Hachamim with regards to the Kolyeme Ha he he, resp- he he said to them, exclaiming to them, Are you claiming? Your claim is that coal is imatemashiach. Uh, y- you really believe so? How do you defend the following pasuk found in Sefer time. The days are coming swiftly. I add quickly. I add, um, and you'll no longer talk about. The greatness of God, you no longer swear by the God who took you out of Egypt, who brought us and redeemed us from the servitude of Paro. Ki'im, instead, the way we'll speak about the greatness of God in the context of swearing and mentioning his significance, you'll now express and formulate God's greatness about the fact that he gathered the exiles, he brought them back to Israel. In other words, will eclipse the original greatness of Yetzirah Mitzrayim with this later importance of Kibbutz Galiot, of Yemot Mashiach. The response in turn of Ben Zoma to the Chachamim, which we ended the Mishnah with, we have the next stage. What are you talking about? Your dead koli of Yemot Mashiach can't understand that. We're not going to talk about this in Yemot Mashiach. What I can tell you is, it's instead, for now, now we have reference to call as even during the night time. Answer the hachamim to um, Ben Zoma and I say, okay, oh, that's, that's an interesting claim. We partially accept it. We understand that pasuk, but we interpret it differently. The statement in the pasuk is to a certain extent like I'll say to you something. I, I, I experience something. I talk about it for some time. Something surpasses it in terms of I make my first uh, hundred dollars. I talk to everyone about it. Can you imagine? My first day on the job, I made $100. By the end of the month, I made $10,000. I'm no longer talking about that $100. Doesn't mean I'll never stop and tell a story about the $100 making, about the amazing deal that I pulled off when I was such a beginner. Of course, I'll still talk about it. It will no longer have the same significance, though. That's the response in turn of the Chachamim Tabin Zola. It's not that we'll uproot the existence, the realization, the memory, the mentioning of Yetzirah Mitzrayim from its place. But rather instead, the fact that we had servitude under different exiles, in the eyes of the Chachamim, in the eyes of the Navi, four exiles, and God redeemed us ultimately from those, that will be more significant. It'll overshadow it. The $10,000, the $1 million, a $100 million will now overshadow my original $100. tafelo Yisrael will be still existent, but it'll be now tafel, it'll be ancillary, it'll be a side um side uh, discussion and mention instead of the primary one. Similarly, Say the Hachamim to Ben Zoma. What about this pasuk? We'll interpret it in the same way. God turns to Yaakov and He says to Him, Lo Yisraeli Your name will no longer be Yaakov; it'll be Israel. It doesn't mean that He's no longer Yaakov. We still have many Yaakov aspects. Lo It's not that it uprooted that original name of Yaakov and what it meant. Ela Yisraeli Rather, his Ikar, his primary name, would. Henceforth be Israel, and Tafel ancillary side in terms of significance would be chenu And indeed, the pasuk says with regards to exile, Al Tizkeru Rishonot, VeKadmoniot Al Titbonanu. The Derashah this pasuk goes as follows. Don't recall, don't remember the first ones. The first three exiles, you won't recall. Whereas the first shibud, the first exiles, will be forgotten. You won't remember. Which is a reference to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, you won't pay attention to you won't pay attention So you see I'm saying why are you not gonna pay as much attention Not that it'll be forgotten like the Shibud because because now I'm going to do something great which is going to blossom and bring forth what's that? That will be, as the prophet Yehezkel tells us, that will be this uh, ultimate war which precedes Yimot and ushers in a whole different generation. So again, the response of the Chachamim to Ben Zoma is not so much that Yitz Mishraim will be forgotten, but rather it'll be diminished. Not so much that it'll be uprooted but rather that it'll be less paid attention, less attentive. Will, pay- will be less attentive to it. It will be altit bonanu as opposed to altiz kero in the words of the Gemara. So as the Gemara Taner Rav Yosef. Excuse me. Mashal lemah davar There's a parable which we can give to this sort of matter again in terms of something not being forgotten, but now being less significant to talk about. It's like a person who's walking on his way. He's initially encountered by a wolf. Miraculously, he's saved from it. He talks to everyone and says to anyone that he sees, you know what happened? I came in contact with a fox and I was saved from it. Isn't that amazing? Uh, next, he encounters a uh, lion. It's only manu, and he's miraculously saved from that as well. He's no longer talking so much about the Ze'ev. He's instead, and we're envisioning this as different exiles perhaps, as Maharsha suggests, we're now talking about the Ari. Pagabonahash next something greater something scarier something the next stage is a serpent is a snake the later sorrows they have a way of diminishing and and moving out of our mind the significance the blunting, the difficulty, the severity, and the hard emotions attached with the earlier it's stages. the later or the bigger? Um, not fully certain from our Gemara. The words of our Gemara are aharonot. So aharonot does sound like it's the later. However, the, the, at the same time, the description of Mohammed Gogu and Magog and the words in Yirmiyah do seem to describe it as something that, ultimately speaking, will be greater. So maybe it's a combination of the two, but it's a great question. The Gemara now talking about such concepts of changing names, the Yaakov one, not losing that original name, will segue into a conversation about other names in Torah and Sefer Bereshit which were changed and the significance of them. Avram, Who? Avraham. Sukkim Divreiyah Yamim says, Avram, which of course is the way he's initially known, that's Avraham. Av initially, when he was known as Avram, we, env- we envision that as almost a compound, swallowing a word, a letter, and that is Avle Aram. Of course, Avraham comes from a place called Aram Naharaim. He was the father of it, he was a leader figure of. His environment, his direct environment. But ultimately speaking, after the Mila maybe, after he accepts the Berit, the covenant with God, Nasa that's Avraham, Avhamon Goyim. He gets a further significance, not just a father, not just a figure who leads and inspires one area, but all areas. Sorry, but we don't call him Avraham anymore. Interesting point the Gemara will address that in just a few moments. And yes, Abraham clearly is different than Yaakov. Yaakov, they switch off and go back and forth. Right, right, right. And and what the Gemara, I'll tell you from now, what the Gemara will point out is Yaakov, Mm -hmm. the Torah has God turning to him and saying to him, Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov. We're going to see that pasuk. So that's already a marker. Yaakov's different. You might question why. It's an interesting point. But we already, empirically, we could just prove that from the Torah. What about the name Sarai? He, Sarah, initially she was a minister to her people, to her um, nation. Ulbasov. But ultimately speaking, she was made not just a specific one, Sarai, which is seen as individual, but one which is overarching to the entire world, um, to existence in totality. It should be noted just briefly, just in terms of the letter which was added to their names. Yes, the hachamim, maybe the Torah itself, when it turns it into avhamon goyim, but Sarai, less a description in that respect, but the understanding is specific, possessive as opposed to overarching. I think there's another meaning which is very much related to what this these derashot and the Gemara are all about, and that's the Gemara, Masech Menachot, and Daf Kaftet is Doresh Pasuk at the beginning of the Torah. Of re'am, a specific word, the pasuk describes in Bereshit Perikbet pasuk Dalet, the creation of the heavens and earth, and it says re'am, and re'am, the is behe and the vision of the Hachamim in turn, and there's lots of meaning attached to it uh, for another occasion, or perhaps some some thoughts on that, but is that this world was created with the letter he, behe the world to come with the letter yod. The description in turn with regards to Avraham and Sarah is that the injection into their name of the He, the transformation in Sarah's name from the Yod into a He, describes who they were as human beings, describes what their mission was as the um, beginners of our nation. They told us, they instruct us through their actions, words, and and direction. They tell us we focus on bettering this world. Sometimes, and their surrounding natures and cultures, and even today, will tell you, think about the world to come, think about God of the cosmos of different galaxies, be uh, stretching your mind to perceive and try to understand beyond the here and now. Avraham and Sarah say... Well, notice the person next door. You know something? Uh, notice the steps that you take out of your door. Uh, each of those are significant in and of themselves. That's the He of this world. That's the Avhamun Goyim, the people of this world. Not the father of the gods. People of this world. Sarai, Sarah, Umata, and then ultimately speaking, the Chol Ha'olam. They deal with people, they deal with this world, they bettered this world, and in turn instructed us through their ways to do so as well. Tane Bar Kapara, Kol Ha Abraham, Abraham, Over Base. Bar Kapara's statement is any person who refers to Abraham as Avram violates a mitzvah Tase Shene Marvayashim Ha Abraham. God says, your name is now Avraham. Not only a mitzvah did you fail to fulfill, you violated a mitzvah lo God says, you should no longer be known as Avraham. Even more so, it strengthens the point of it's not interchangeable like Yaakov and Indeed, indeed. The fact it's that God's different. God's out of his way to make that clear. Now, Maharsha does question that no poskim, uh bring this lahalachah. How funny, how interesting. No shouldn't it be mentioned in the with this. Nobody's arguing with it. So of course you might say it's homiletical. They don't actually mean ase and lo but shouldn't it even be mentioned in one of the halacha books? Magin Abraham does mention it. But it's not shohan Tzlach and his commentary to this gemara suggests, listen to it for a moment, that this whole gemara is only according to, take your head out of it for a second, ben zoma as opposed to hachami. One second. Who's Benzoma and Chachamim? Remember, our Mishnah, was all a question of how do you interpret the pasuk? Kol, that word, kol yemei hayecha According to Benzoma, according to Benzo, uh, the uh, uh, according to, excuse me, I, I may have just mistaken that, but it goes like this. According to Benzoma, it says, it's, it's, it's Chachamim, it's post Benzoma. According to Benzoma, the interpretation of the pasuk is uh, lelot. Why can't he? Why doesn't he admit that the pasuk might be referring to alam hazen or alam haba? Because he says there is no such thing. Once there is the um, next stage, it knocks out the initial stage. Remember that. Whereas Benzo, whereas Hachamim respond to Ben Zoma and say, "What are you talking about? You can have a next stage which is greater, but the initial stage is kept." This gemara, in turn might be reflective of, I I did say it right, might be reflected specifically of the opinion of Ben Zoma. I, I stated it correctly originally, right? Ben Zoma's opinion is specifically and only you keep the second and not the first. But we, perhaps, on these sorts of matters, will follow the opinion of the Hachamim. That's interesting because we do, we are Maskiris Yamasan Balelot. But ultimately speaking, maybe the vision, the perspective of the Hachamim in interpreting these sorts of matters will be the enduring one, as opposed to that of Ben Zoma. Regardless, that's the statement here in our Gemara. Says Gemara. But wait a second! You're telling me I shouldn't be saying Avram ever, never. Uh, why not? God's words. Would you suggest it? And we have no such statements from Bal Kapara or Billy with regards to Sarai. That Sarah is her name, and you can't call her Sarah. Over there, it's God in a personal conversation with Avraham says, Don't call her this any longer. It's not a statement existentially. You are no longer Sarai. So, over there, you and I could refer to her as Sarai, would we? I don't think so. I think that would be strange. <speaking in Hebrew> There's a question. If you refer to Yaakov as Yaakov. <speaking in Hebrew> over there, the Pasuk has God Himself referring to Yisrael as Yaakov. Of course, the Torah in Parashat Vayihih, at the end of Yaakov's life, interchanges and goes back and forth between Yisrael and Ya'akob over the course of many pesukim as we've on more than one occasion discussed. Why is it that Ya'akob was different in this respect than Avraham? First and foremost, we could just prove it. That's what the Gemara is doing. What does it represent? There's a whole slew of interpretations with regards to this. Among them, as I recall, and I don't recall who suggests this, it just stands out, is that perhaps the name Ya'akob, which seems to denote talks about the holding on to the ankle of Isav it seems to portray Yaakov in a negative light so you might say Yisrael is now the yashar is the straight is the strength as opposed to the trickery deceitful way maybe the fact that we maintained his name as Yaakov is not to clean up or to kosher, but to verify and to say there was perhaps an aspect of a truth even in those initial deceitful ways of Jacob. It's not as if we look back and go, oh terrible beginnings. Instead we say, listen, this is who he developed into, but that's not to take out the aspects of truth that could have been, ironically, inherent in such acts of uh, trickery and deceit in the Yaakov personality, so to speak. Uh, and what I refer to, of course, is Yisrael is when he defeats Saro Shel, ya, shel That's straight on. Uh, whereas Yaakov is the holding on to the ankle, is the earlier stealing the Beracha, and, um, and and again, holding on to his brother's ankle as he um, exits his mother's womb. Mativ Rebi Yosef Baravin Vite Yosef Bar We have a question on this notion that you can't and should not refer to Avraham as Avram any longer. How do you define, how do you explain this Pasuk in Nehemiah? Atahu Adonai Ha Elohim Ashabarta Be Avram. We know from Vaivarach David every day it's a Pasuk. In Sefer Nehemiah, we talk about him being Avram. I thought you're not know, allowed to do so. I, mean, I was uh, in violation. Over there, it's not a reference to him as Avram. It's not a conversation about an individual whose name was Avram. It's talking about the greatness of God. You took him from Avram. What are the next words? So it's describing the transition. It's describing the development from God with Avraham from Avle Aram to Avle Hamon Goyim. That's not something negative. That's not something inappropriate. And in turn, we solved, uh, we have a solution to that question in the final lines here in our Gemara. Effectively, what did we learn today? We learned this Mishnah. The Mishnah describes Yisiam Mitzrayim Lelot. We had a reference of Rabbi L'Azah ben Azariah, Harainik ben Shivim Shana. I wasn't so to win in this argument of Yisiyah Mitzrayim I asher Dirasha Ben Zoma. The Derasha Ben Zoma is Kol Yemei Hayecha Yemei Chayecha, Yemim Kol to include Lelot. The Chachamim disagree, Kol is Yemot HaMashiach. The Gemara had several interesting conversations with regards to this Mishnah. First and foremost, the next stage in Ben Zom turn to the Chachamim and saying, how could you say Yemot if the Pesukim describe uh, the ultimate redemption as knocking out the original ones? And the response at length of the Chachamim is, it's not the way it works. It's yes, they'll dull, they'll diminish the later miracles, will the earlier one of Yeshia time, but it won't be forgotten. And while on that theme, while discussing that matter, we talked about the significance of the change in names with regards to Abraham to Av- from Avram, Sarai to Sarah, in turn, the significance to the extent that we wouldn't and shouldn't any longer refer to them with those original names. And then the ultimate lines in our Gemara, where we question that from the Pesukim in, in, uh, in Sefer Nehemiah, and understood to read the Pesukim in the Torah, so to speak, to talk about the development of Avraham, to talk about the greatness of God by saying he came from Avram and developed into Avraham. There's no problem with that, if anything. That's something very beautiful and extremely appropriate Baruch Adonai leolam amen vaamen hadran alach meematai. We concluded with this the first perik in Masech Berachot. will begin the next time the second perikaya Koreh baTorah and imyotze Hashem be able to be as successful in our limud together as we have been until now. Baruch Adonai leolam amen vaamen.